The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you. The Jews murmured about Jesus because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. And they said, Is this not Jesus, the son of Joseph? Do we not know his father and mother? Then how can he say, I have come down from heaven? Jesus answered and said to them, Stop murmuring among yourselves. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draw him, and I will raise him on the last day. It is written in the prophets, They shall all be taught by God. Everyone who listens to my Father and learns from him comes to me. Not that anyone has seen the Father, except the one who is from God, he has seen the Father. Amen, amen, I say to you, whoever believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate the manna in the desert, but they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven, so that one may eat it and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. I am the bread, and the bread that I will give is my flesh for the life of the world. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you. Every Catholic Christian's relationship with Jesus can be measured by our motivation for the Mass. That is, are you excited about the Eucharist or are you bored out of your gourd here? That is a measure of your faith. There is a little framed sign in the sacristy where priests prepare for Mass that reads, Priest of God, celebrate this Mass as if it were your first Mass, as if it were your last Mass, as if it were your only Mass. I am convinced that sign should be seen and read by every Catholic who walks into Sunday Mass. Celebrate this Mass as if it were your first Mass, your last Mass, your only Mass. In other words, you can feel the fervor of your faith life by your enthusiasm for the Eucharist. For the past several Sundays, as well as today, we have heard from John chapter 6 the chapter about the miracle of the loaves and the fish, and also the explanation of the Eucharist as the bread of life. You know, if you study the Gospel of John closely, you will discover that John omits something called the institution narrative during the Last Supper. What is the institution narrative? Well, unlike Matthew, Mark, and Luke, John does not describe how Jesus took bread and wine at the Last Supper and said, this is my body, this is my blood. 
Why is that not part of John's Last Supper? Well, because John's institution narrative, it's actually to be found in John chapter 6, where Jesus insists, I am the bread of life, and he who eats this bread will live forever. In other words, we should not jump to judge John by saying he forgot the institution narrative at the Last Supper. And so his faith in the Eucharist must be weak. Rather, like every Catholic Christian, so too Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John's faith life can be measured by their motivation for the Mass. Each evangelist, each in his own way, explained the Eucharist as if it were his first, last, and only Mass. I'd like to give you three examples of how one's relationship with Jesus can be measured by our motivation for Mass. And maybe this will spark some reflection of your own life. Perhaps this catalog will help us to make a better evaluation of our own faith life. Here's the first example. When I was in high school, I used to get up really early and attend Mass at a local Carmelite monastery in Little Rock. That Mass was actually at 6.30 in the morning, and I usually overslept and arrived a few minutes late at that Mass. The priest who was celebrating, Father George Tribu, would glare at me over his glasses as I tried to slip into my pew without being noticed. I remember thinking, man, There is not one other person here under 80 years old, and you're staring at me, a teenager who tried to make it to Mass, giving me the stink eye? So I swore I would never stare at people who come late for Mass, but sometimes I still do, and give them the stink eye. As a teenager, I tried to come to early morning Mass, and that says something about the fervor of my faith. The second example is the strangest place I ever celebrated Mass. Many years ago, my parents and I took a train trip across Canada, which lasted for five days. One of those days was a Sunday, and I planned to say Mass in our little cabin for just the three of us. But I thought maybe there are other Catholics on this train. So I went up and down the train, inviting any Catholics who wanted to come to Mass. Someone even offered us their double cabin to say Mass so that there would be more room. Do you know how many people attended that traveling train Mass that Sunday? It was over 50 people, and many of them were standing down the corridor of the train. So those people were motivated to come to Mass. And it says something about their love for the Lord and the fervor of their faith. The third example is a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity I had to celebrate Mass in the Pope's private chapel in the year 2003. On a visit to Rome, I was privileged to con-celebrate with six other priests and about 20 laypeople in a small chapel inside the Pope's private residence. 
Pope St. John Paul II entered the chapel in a wheelchair, and he climbed into a chair that was facing the altar. And we were not more than six feet away from him. And we all stood up in order to begin the Mass. I watched in awe. As he made an enormous effort to kneel and to stand and to sit at the proper parts of the Mass, even though he was extremely elderly and suffering severely from Parkinson's. I promised myself that day I would never complain about the calisthenics of the Mass, all the standing and kneeling and sitting. I was watching a saint celebrate Mass as if it were his first Mass, as if it were his last Mass, as if it were his only Mass. And that said a lot about the fervor of his faith. My friends, there is a clear correlation between the fervor of our faith and our motivation for making it to Mass. They rise and they fall together. By the way, there is another place where St. John presents his institution narrative in a mysterious and marvelous way, namely, the whole book of Revelation. In other words, Revelation reveals what the angels and the saints are celebrating for eternity in heaven. I'll give you one guess what it is. It's the Mass, the heavenly liturgy. In heaven, the Eucharist will indeed be the first Mass, the last Mass, and the only Mass. Folks, you better get motivated for the Mass on earth, because that's what we'll be doing forever in heaven. Praised be Jesus Christ.